Hi, Jason. Hi, Stacey. Another week of us. Yes. Another week of us. I'm Stacey Powell. I'm Jason Brown. And this is, we're calling it whatever the heck it is because we haven't come up with any other really crazy TV show name, although something like something something with Jason and Stacy. What was that? I don't recall. That? Okay. It's just I told week. you. I'm like at the point of well, what planet am I on? I know. You've had a hard, you've had a Set hard. Earth and I asked that the people were nice here. You work a lot. You <laughs> definitely work a lot. And and speaking of working a lot, we are happy to have Laura Beardsley with us, who is the executive director yep. of Disabled Sports Eastern Sierra, DSES, which is a fabulous organization yep. um, that works out of Mammoth Mountain Ski Area and other places in the summer to help people who have all sorts of disabilities get out and enjoy the outdoors. So for those people who don't know what DSES is, -E is, first of all, shame on you. You should know that. And secondly, Laura, let's, what? <laughs> I, I, that's a shame on me, because just before the show, I was like, okay, D-S-E-S, -E what's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, there you go, if the shoe fits. Thank you. <laughs> sure. You've lived here a long time. You know what D-S-E-S is. I, I know it you very need, well. When you I need to so ski, I really enjoyed watching them when they'd be on their, the, when the disabled people be on their mono ski. Oh, it's great. With the volunteers and everything. Yeah. You need one of those drips. Yes. You need one of those IV yeah. peak drips is what Jason needs. That yeah. might help. You get, yeah, get your brain back. Yeah. It'll get your brain back. Yeah. But <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about DSES. And so um, how many years has it been? So uh, Disabled Sports Eastern Sierra, I will say DSES. It's an you know, acronyms get confusing, but they're easy. Um we have been providing adaptive recreation opportunities in the Eastern Sierra for 20 years, just about. November 2023 will be our uh, 20th winter season. Wow. So it started around 2003 yeah. with Kathy Copeland spearheading yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Kathy founded the uh, Mammoth Adaptive Sports Foundation in 2001, actually, and it became Disabled Sports Eastern Sierra with the delivery of our first on-snow um, targeted programs for folks with disabilities at Mammoth Mountain in 2003. So what kind of programs does DSES offer? We offer, well, in the winter, skiing, snowboarding, Nordic skiing, and occasionally snowshoe adventures, um, but primarily uh, skiing and snowboarding at Mammoth Mountain. Uh, as well as um, Nordic skiing at Tamarack Cross Country Ski Center. Um, we offer half-day private lessons as well as multi-day um, camp programs. So we have um, two military sports programs, uh, Operation Mountain Freedom and Operation High Altitude. And those are with the Wounded Warriors? Targeted specifically towards veterans and service members with okay. disabilities, yeah. We've designed those programs and put a lot of actually energy into revising that curriculum. So it's a it it is an opportunity for um, these service members and vets to come and integrate the challenge and that real rewarding experience of mm -hmm. being outside and um, playing in the snow or camping with your family and combining. That experience with uh, specialized training in things like uh, personal well-being, resilience, uh, goal setting, 
navigating life's transitions. It's a fabulous opportunity for for folks to be able to, I don't know, just garner all the benefits of this incredible place and turn them into something really positive. Right, because a lot of people with disabilities, I imagine, um, feel sometimes that maybe they can't do, like, uh, I can't ski anymore and I can't, you know, go out on the lake anymore and because of their disabilities. But DSES gives them the opportunity, not only for them and their families, you know, to experience, to experience what they used to experience maybe before their disability. And I've seen firsthand the smiles on the faces of the families. And I've seen wives, you know, come up to the volunteers and say, thank you so much for having this because my husband has been XYZ for so long or my wife, you know, who was injured in a war was not able to just, she didn't want to get out of the house. And with this program, it gives them the opportunity not to just be able to go ski and snowboard, but to create community. Exactly. I mean, I think that there is a lot of opportunity to, I mean, just get outside and have fun with your friends, have fun with your family. And that, I mean, I love participating in outdoor recreation. And I think a lot of people who live and work in the Eastern Sierra do. And that experience um, is really the same for everyone. And so part of what DSES does, whether it's uh, for veterans and service members with disabilities, whether it's for um, people living with autism or people with living with spinal cord injuries or amputations or any other disability. Um, it's really about supporting people as they're getting outside and having fun in the natural world. Um, the adaptive recreation community, just like the outdoor recreation community, is really growing. And it's a lot of that experience is about, it's about personal challenge, but it's also about, as you were saying, that sense of community, that sense of camaraderie, that sense of sort of belonging and shared interest that comes from outdoor sports. So tell me about the volunteers and how important it is for volunteers to keep, how important it is that you have the volunteers to keep these programs going. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So DSES, um, we have between 100 and 200 active volunteers that really help make the program magic. Um, everything from helping support uh, in the office, greeting our guests, um, taking reservations, to really the majority of our volunteers help as instructors. Um, so we provide extensive training, and then we work with volunteers, many of whom have pursue uh, certification through either the PSIA, which is the Professional Ski Instructors of America, or AASI, the uh, Association of American Snowboard Instructors. Sounds good enough to us. Right? Um, and, um, or also we um, encourage uh, mountain biking certification as well through the Bike Instructor Certification Program. Um, and Volunteers help to create these experiences through through instruction, through just incredible energy and contributions of their time and interest to supporting um, people getting out and skiing and riding, having fun. So how old do you have to be to volunteer for this? Um, you have to be 14. Oh, okay. so teenagers can do it as well. Yeah. Well, so 14 to volunteer um, uh, in order to be a, a solo instructor on a lesson. 
um, 18. Mm -hmm. And you can volunteer anywhere from 14 to, I don't know, whenever you decide you don't want to volunteer anymore. <laughs> so the volunteers, not only do they help um, help get these people out on the snow, but you also have volunteers, like you said, in the office, because mm -hmm. I used to do that in the office. It's right. very, very crowded in there <laughs> and very, very busy in there and very, very loud in there. Um, always something We've tried going to on. make more space. <laughs> There's always something going on in there. Um, and also you have, when you have these um, events, right. like these camps, there's also people can volunteer to cook food. Is that, I mean, you got a lot of people who cook food for the events. Yes. Yeah. Um, we have volunteers who help with cooking or help with logistics. Um, in addition to the two uh, military or veteran focused multi-day camps, we, um, we offer mountain biking camps in the summer. Um, as well as a family camp program. So um, bring your family up and ride bikes or paddle at June Lake with us. And then we um, spend some time in camp fishing or, um, I don't know, playing games. Roasting like hot dogs and marshmallows. All the things you do in camp. S'mores are all usually part of the experience. So, um, and volunteers do help with, with making those programs come together and come alive. So what is entailed in the volunteer training? So depending on what type of volunteering you want to do, everyone participates in um, training around um, this DSES, our policies, our procedures, things like that. And then um, for new volunteers, and new on-snow volunteers, we ask that everybody come and ski with us for a day. Um, kind of get a feel for who we are at DSES and um, just make sure that it's a good fit for everyone. We ask that uh, ski instructor volunteers can comfortably control their speed through turn shape on an intermediate mm. terrain. Um, if you know the mountain, basically skiing comfortably down Broadway. And, um, and then we do a second day of training uh, in the winter, specifically around how to teach adaptive lessons, how to build a ski instruction progression and then adapt it for kind of where your uh, student is, you know, what their situation is and, and how they learn and, and can um, approach skiing and riding. This episode of This Crazy Life is sponsored by Stacy Does Weddings. Creating a fun and legal wedding ceremonies is a specialty for wedding officiant Stacy Powell's Leister. Her motto is any kind of wedding, any time of the day or night. Stacy will make sure that the culmination of all the wedding planning, the ceremony itself, will be a moment of grace and love, honoring the fact that the two people found each other in this crazy world we live in, falling deeply and madly in love. Be easy as saying, I do. Stacy will perform any ceremony, non-denominational, religious, non-secular, themed weddings, interfaith, hand fasting, and same sex. Stacy also specializes in last minute weddings. Call 661-433-9800 or visit her on the web at stacydoesweddings.com. So from seeing what has gone on there personally yeah. for, for several years, there are some students that need more attention you know, than, than other students. Um, how does, how do the volunteers, how do you train the volunteers to deal with somebody maybe with 
um, a different level of autism or as opposed to a cognitive disability or PTSD. There's different levels that the students, so do you guys train the volunteers to have to, you know, because if you have a student out on the slope and he or she may have a meltdown, you know, because it's, it can be daunting, yeah. you know, to be out there. I mean, I can ski it. It's still daunting for me. Right. So how do you deal, how do you help the volunteers deal with every kind of situation? Yeah. Yeah. We've been working a lot over the last few years on trying to kind of build our knowledge base and to offer more training. We do have a, we have a professional staff, paid staff of, um, of um, individuals who have really devoted their working life to adaptive recreation. And we work a lot through them and through um, other opportunities um, to really try to build that skill set. So for instance, um, this winter we, um, this winter, everybody, this when everybody, winter, everybody says this winter, we all go, Huh. It's like, well, I'm, I'm like working back through the file in my mind and trying to come up with a last name that I don't remember right now. But we um, had a woman, Kelly, who came and offered a training and um, a really intense training about her experience as a person with autism um, and how what how her experience manifests and how we can use that to help us understand better. Um, our participants' experience. Mm-hmm. And everybody is different. You know, everybody exists in the world in a different way. And so what? there's no one way to work with right. people. And so um, we're trying to offer opportunities for our volunteers and our staff to understand the, the, the spectrum of different people's experiences, how different people communicate, um, how can we better communicate with people who don't communicate in the same way that we do? You know, we work often um, with folks who don't use uh, verbal communication, but communicate in other ways. And um, where we're trying to build our understanding and um, and and share that with others, because it's it's been, I think, easy to make assumptions about how people understand or how people um what what participants goals are and really we're trying to understand um from from our participants perspective mm-hmm. what their goals are what do they want to do i mean some people really want to ski off the top other people want to go out and hang out with their friends and you know how or where they ski isn't really the most important thing. The same thing is true in the summer for our biking and um, paddling programs. And so, you know, oftentimes a lot of our summer recreation opportunities are built around that group experience. So it's, you know, oh, like, I want to go have a fun day at the beach, right? And we can be there to support and we can be there to coach um, and trying to give our volunteers and our staff opportunities to build their uh, tool set, if you will, mm-hmm. and how they how they work with people with different experiences and different backgrounds is really key to making everything successful. So how do you deal with uh, um, some of your students are children, 
Mm -hmm. you know. So yeah, it also means you have to deal with the parents. <laughs> so, what kind of training do you have to deal with the parents? Because I, I I imagine, and I've seen a lot of parents that are very overprotective of their kids, and are, are frightened to let mm -hmm. them go off with a volunteer for the first time to ski. So, what is it you tell the parents to calm their nerves when their um, their child is about to go with you guys for the first time? Sure. Um, it's really interesting how different parents approach it. Um, we we do a very thorough uh, assessment, whether it's through our written um, like registration documents, mm -hmm. but also through uh, conversation when people arrive. We want to know, you know, how your day has been. Did you drive up here last night and get in at 3 a.m. and here you are at 9? Mm -hmm. That gives us some information about where you might be in the world. <laughs> um, and so... It's interesting because some parents are really comfortable saying, I trust you, go forth. Yeah. See you at four o'clock. And some parents are feel like um they want to be involved and they want to see what's happening. Um, oftentimes we'll have a conversation with parents to say, you know, that you're welcome to do that, but we have observed especially in the case of, um, well, in most kids, really, sometimes they kids act differently when their parents are there and when their parents aren't right. there. They still, and, no matter what the age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that's true. Yeah. Um, and so we, we will have that conversation and say, you know, if you think this is going to be beneficial for you to be there, you're welcome to join us. However... Sometimes we find that it is actually easier for the student to um, to enjoy their experience on the lesson if they don't know that you're there. <laughs> and so we have we have I mean we have some secret places where we can tell uh, parents or offer parents to go and be able to watch and observe the lesson without the uh, students necessarily knowing. This episode of This Crazy Life is also sponsored by Jaspin IT Consultants. Jaspin is trusted by financial firms, hospitals, and small businesses with over 30 years of experience, specializing in computer repair for PC and Mac, managed IT solutions, managed antivirus, servers, virtualization, networking, surveillance solutions, VoIP phone service, and digital signage. We are building a reputation for creating a positive return on investments for our clients. If you are serious about your business success, our team of professionals can get you there. Strategic thinking, personal attention, competitive prices, real-world results. Discover the Jaspin difference. Located at 249 North Main Street in Bishop, California, 760-872-2797 or on the web at www.jaspin.com that they're there. Well, that's kind of like when our kids were in, you know, first grade and second grade. Did you ever spy on them in school? No. I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, I did. So <laughs> my kids were in the daycare center at Paramount Pictures when they were, you know, in yeah. daycare school. And I would totally spy on them. You know, and they wouldn't know I was there. You never did that? You have four kids and you never spied on them? Well, maybe at preschool, making sure they're okay. But by the time they got up there, I was like, yeah, you're there all there on. <laughs> I, it, often what we find is that um, uh, parents will 
maybe watch for a little while. And then when they feel comfortable, they can go and do their own thing. Go back to the hotel room. Yeah. Right. Or go ski. Yeah. Or go ski. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Or go back to the hotel room and sleep for six hours while we fit. Is he sure? Yeah, just go back to sleep. So you mentioned student um, assessment. Mm-hmm. So when a first-time family calls you, you know, and says, I have a student with a learning disability or has autism, um, what do you ask them? What are the protocols for you to be able to say, yes, we can work with your child, and this is this is what you can do, and this is when you can come up? Um we can work with anyone. Um, right. We have some limitations on the types of equipment that we use um, um, and just safety requirements uh, based on like a bi-ski or a mono-ski. There are certain um, weight requirements for that type of equipment, but but really we can... What, we can what's a bi-ski? I'm sorry. A, a bi-ski is a seated uh, ski that has two skis. On, as oh, it's like a seat, like the, the seat... The seated ski, yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's two skis underneath. Okay. Um, and the complement to that is a, a mono ski, which is a seated ski with one ski. Got it. Okay. Um, so uh, both of those pieces of equipment, because of um, loading and unloading chairlifts, there's some weight requirements to that. But really, we can we can ski, ride, bike, uh, paddle with anyone, really. So our assessment tools are really based around trying to, as we've said, like get to know um, people's personal situations in life, try to understand um, things like, you know, how, how do they walk up and down stairs? How, um, uh, you know, oh, you mentioned a meltdown. Mm-hmm. We've We've all had them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like when when someone is stressed out, how do they respond to stress? And right. what are some tools that we can use to help them um, get through that stress? So you would ask the parents, say, okay, if your child gets stressed out, what are the signs we should look for? Right. Yeah. Okay. What are they? What are the signs they look for? You know, I mean, in some people, it's really obvious. You know, like some people will just straight up throw a tantrum right other people might just completely check out and not want to talk or engage and everybody has different ways of working through that um we also ask a lot about motivations what are what are people interested in um do you like are you interested in pursuing ski competition or are you just uh, interested in trying to get on the chairlift you know Mm -hmm. Or um, from a biking perspective, are you are you someone who is using like a strider bike or training wheels or um, a certain kind of seated skiing, a seated bike, like a Ruka? Most bikes have a seat, but a recumbent bike as opposed to a stand-up bike, um, an upright bike. Um, so we try to ask those kind of things. Um, we also, you know, it get, gets us nitty-gritty as um, food allergies, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, food is not often, it's not part of our daily lesson program, but we want to be conscious of that. Um, what what are rewards, you know? Like some people like stickers, some people like chocolate, some people like don't just need. Yeah. Uh, are you a donut person? Well, only 
Well, I try to only once a week. <laughs> I try to. We've talked about we have a really great donut shop down here. And I say we like I live down here, but well, I, I lived down here a few days. Hang was Hangs and donuts. Um, I want to ask you about fundraising. So yep. I know the DS relies on a lot of fundraising. So what kind of fundraising programs does DSES have? Well, um, we do rely on fundraising. You know, our programs would not be possible without community support, um, both the uh, support of Mammoth Mountain Ski Area, which donates hugely to make our skiing and riding programs possible, um, and also, you know, monetary donations to help subsidize our, our what we do, our work. We never turn anyone away because of a financial need. Uh, our goal is really to make sure that everyone has opportunities to get outside and recreate. So fundraising programs, we do two big events every year. Um, the Sierra Cycle Challenge is coming up in July. Um, and in the winter, we have the Extravaganza, which is our winter gala. Um Stay tuned. That's coming up on December 9th, and this year is the winter ball. So I know it's May, so we have a few months. Well, you know, <laughs> getting, everybody can put it on the calendar. I know. December 9th. Start planning your yes, yes. Yeah. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it does fill up yeah. fast. Um, but our Sierra Cycle Challenge is a great event. Um, we do a two week cycling challenge where um, we encourage folks to try to meet a challenging goal of riding bikes or hiking or <laughs> it's really whatever's challenging for you but if you do it 10 times it'll be a mile exactly perfect yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I personally go for about 200 miles in that two-week time period and it can be a road bike a mountain bike an e-bike Really, any way that you're getting outside and um, and rolling is great. Um, it's peer-to-peer -peer fundraising campaigns. So we encourage folks to reach out and raise money from their friends to sponsor their rides. And then on July 30th, which is the last day of the challenge, um, we are having a party in the park. And Which park? Well, Because one of our parks has sort of been taken over by this thing. <laughs> Not that part. Not that part. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, Have last you seen the thing? No, what is the thing? Uh, you know, the thing. It's okay. a thing. Is it snow? Nope. Oh. It's this thing. Okay. <laughs> um, the um, Last year we did it at Gull Lake Park in June. Mm, okay. Um, and we may do that again, but we're kind of doing an assessment on the roads in and around the places where we might move mm. the party. Um, because we do a group ride that morning and then we have a party in the park. And as you may know, because we've had an excessive amount of snow and water, um, some of our roadways are not as great for cycling as they were six months ago. Right. So we're trying to get a good assessment there. But I will tell you the felt cutouts will be playing as part of our okay. party in the park. Um, it's our finish line party and we're really excited and just starting the planning you just need the park that's gonna yeah it, it's hard to make any plans right now I, I we're not sure when this episode is gonna air but <laughs> as of right now right 
Oh my gosh. And it's just the melt is just starting. So um, yeah, so we know that the parks right now, um, like I said, I don't know when this is going to air, but the parks, a lot of the places that you guys do your outside events are covered with snow, maybe covered with water. And uh, I guess we'll just uh, stay tuned. Yeah, for your advertisement of where all these DSCS events are going to happen. How bad? Conditions are changing. Yes. We're really excited um, for the summer. Terrific. I think many of us are. <laughs> are you excited for the summer, Jason? Yes. It's already <laughs> hit here. It is. Yeah, it is warm. I'm going to have to put the swamp cooler up this weekend because it's getting hot in the house already. It is. 91 today here. Oh, okay. Well, well there you go. Not up in Mammoth. It's not going to be 91. No, it's not really freezing at night anymore. No, that's good. So, Well, Laura, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Laura Beardsley with DSCS. The website is www.disabledsportseasternsierra.org, correct? Yes. And you can donate there. You can find out about their programs, and you can look at the volunteer page. And it's a wonderful program. It's a wonderful program. It's a wonderful community. It is a wonderful community. We'd be thrilled to have everybody be part of it. Right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Jason. Have a good day. Bye, Stacey. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) 